Welcome to Lake Treason News, everyone. Pop culture, politics, and a sprinkle of treason. I'm joined today, oh boy, what a treat, by Eric and Chloe. Hello. Oh, hello. How's it going? Just feeling like a little snack. Oh, you feeling like a little snack? <laughs> feel like a little snack. Ooh. Uh, it's I, going well. I also feel like a snack, but I think we mean different things when we say <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, we do. Okay, <laughs> let's break it down. Eric, what do you mean when you say, I feel like a snack? I feel like having a snack. Oh, I feel like oh. I feel like having a snack. And now, Chloe, <laughs> what do you mean when you say, I feel like a snack? I mean, like, I feel like a cute little human who a man's going to ruin their day i almost said the grossest thing i've ever said which is your mouth size <laughs> <laughs> what i meant by that is oh like wow chloe's a very tiny person and you could just like pop her into your mouth oh. uh-huh. like a little snack like a little snack but what i was gonna say is your mouth size wow. which is disgusting <laughs> so fuck what was i told the other day something so oh god I can't remember. Was, was someone really just gr- street harassing you? No, okay. I think it was Rachel told me something. So someone was street harassing. Was something. Yeah. It was Rachel, Rachel Chata. Was, Rachel was street harassing me. She said something about my mouth that was gross. There, I, I contend there's what no terrible. There's no good way to compliment someone's mouth. Look at that mouth. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> oh, look at those lips. Yeah, <laughs> it's all very creepy and very uh-huh. sexual. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Guys, welcome to Light Trees and News. You're in the pop culture section. That's where we talk about our lives, mm-hmm. stuff we're looking forward to, media recommendations, Chloe almost dropping something every single time she's <laughs> on the show. <laughs> Definitely dropping something. So I recently, I am fresh off the bus from Washington, D.C. Wow. No big deal. Our nation's capital. Mm-hmm. Our capital says, hey. Oh, hey. It wow. says, hey, girl. I say, you got a nice mouth. Delete my number. (laughs) (laughs) Delete my number, government. (laughs) That is like the new American motto, I think. That's like America's new motto. Hey, girl. (laughs) Hey, Hey girl, girl, where you going? (laughs) America. Yes, that is true. So we were at the District Improv uh, Festival. I learned not the DC Improv Festival mm. like I thought. Is there an, uh, also a DC Improv? Festival? No, oh. it's just called the District Improv Festival. District Improv. So I was at that. It was very fun. Um, cool. Our teammate, my team, uh, promises performed there. Our teammate BZ made us pancakes in the morning. Wow. BZ, who has been on the show before, you guys have heard his little voice. What can't he do? Uh, you know, Aww. I don't know at this point. Um, oh, I know what. Tolerate drunk people. <laughs> because, oh my God, guys, I did not know this. Downtown DC on the weekend turns into Mad Max. I believe that. What? It was insane. And uh, like, no exaggeration, the drunkest people I've ever seen in my life. Just knowing the people that like, work in the government i just assume when they're not working are just total degenerates well it's probably cocaine 24 7 <laughs> sure. regardless in the water actually and yes <laughs> dc's water is just, like, just it's just like sprinkled with cocaine <laughs> yeah it has to be right i think it's just like a mix of water. like yeah i mean just think of like the mix of like g- people who work for the government people who are lobbyists people who work for agencies that work with the government they all just have to go get just forget their lives every time they're not at work yeah uh i don't even know where to begin so i when i went out with brandon and bz and stacy we didn't drink we just went to stacy's um favorite club which was very fun i think it's called like dc9 or d9 or something like that i've heard of dc9 so fun the dj was this older dude who was playing the best music ever so we just we're there until 2.30 in the morning dancing. Nice. Uh, and it was so fun. On the way back, though, oh, my God. Like, there was one girl who was grabbing her boyfriend as he was trying to walk away, and she was yelling, let go of me. What? Let go. <laughs> let go of me. And, like, at first we heard that, and I was like, oh, my God, does she need help? And then this, like, the most tired dude I've ever seen in my life, I don't even know if he was drunk, was just like, like slowly trying to walk away from her and not touching her at all. And was just like, uh, uh, so that happened. And then oh my God. there were a very, very scary car chase. 
Oh, what? Three, I like guess. Like a police chase? Nope. No cops involved. Just, <laughs> just dudes chase. chasing dudes. Oh, my God. <laughs> so I guess this car almost clipped a car that was pulling uh, out of a parking spot, and they took that personally. So they are tearing after this guy, and the passenger in the lead car is hanging out the window, like, taunting them. Oh, my God. And I was God. fully like, we're going to watch somebody die right now. Yeah, 100%. <gasps> oh, that reminds me. <laughs> oh, oh, great. That sounds like a good story. Wow. And then we finally were like, we got to get in, in a car, and we got to get out of here. That I was too tired to even bring this up to BZ and Stacy because they were distracted and, like, talking among themselves, and they didn't see it. There was a girl laying face down on the side of the road, like surrounded by who I'm hoping are her friends. Cause they kind of had the look of friends. Like, what do we fucking do with her? Yeah. You know? Yeah. But they were like in a circle around her, just looking at her. And that's the last thing I saw. Oh, oh my, my God. God. The <gasps> drunkest people I've ever seen in my life. I've actually never been to DC. I've like driven through the city. Now I, I want to go. I've never really been around in DC. I've been to Hold Arlington. On. Can we just pause that Chloe thought that was a fun <laughs> tantalizing <laughs> story I yeah. just told? It feels like it feels Chloe like something I want to witness. Like, my people. My people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my yeah. People. But uh having said that, the place we were at was super fun and very chill people. And yeah, it was a good time. How was the prov? The prov was good. The space I well, let me just be nice and say the district improv festival was super organized. Everybody was really nice. They got people to the shows, which was great. Hell yeah. So our uh, show was totally full. The space was kind of like an art gallery. And I realized how physical Promises is because we had very limited room. And suddenly we were like, oh my God. Mm, (laughs) So we, uh, the scene was we were trapped on a boat. And I think that was our, uh, I forget who initiated. I think BZ, his subconscious being like, we can't move right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that was a little different, but it was cool. Hell yeah. That's cool. Hell yeah. Oh my God, Stacy's home is so cute. Aww. It's like a little hobbit hole. Aww. It looks like a hobbit hole. Like they're huts, you know? Oh my God. That's it was amazing. so cute. I want to see it. Yeah. <laughs> I should have taken photos, but I didn't, oh, like a did. dick. Yeah. Uh. Uh, it's probably knows. on Airbnb now, so we can oh, check shit, that out. Yes. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I'm in. So. How are you guys? I'm good. I, I like this was such a chill weekend. Like I think my body was like I don't want to do anything and so I didn't. I drank <laughs> nice. Friday night I stayed home and watched a movie and drank uh prosecco. And it was great. Oh, you did that by yourself? Oh no, Ari came oh, over. Oh, okay. <laughs> I assumed Ari was yeah. here. I mm. yeah. I mean it would have been fun if you were by yourself. No, I we might have had to have night, a talk. I was like <laughs> So nice. that how, sounds very fun. Wait, so how nice. how are you not gonna follow up when you just oh. were reminded of a story when she said I, somebody oh, might body. be dead? Oh, it was that night. <laughs> I killed Ari. <gasps> oh. Oh, don't say um, it on air. Oh, I d- shh. Um, <laughs> I did. It's like so. I took a. I went tra- shopping at Trader Joe's Upper East Side, and I was like, oh, I'm taking a lift back. Oh my god! So we get stuck in traffic, and we're like, what's going on? And then the lift driver says something to me, and I was like, I don't want to answer. And then he, like, says something to me a little more, more frantically. Oh, my God. And I was like, what? And he goes, do you see the accident? And I look to the left. There was a woman who I can only assume now is deceased. <gasps> she had, I think, she was, she was right in the middle of the crosswalk. I think she got hit. She was, like, face down, not responsive. There wasn't any blood, but she, like, was not moving. There was a circle of people around her. And then it was one of those, like, um... Like eighteen wheelers. Oh my god! That was like, sw- like not swerved, but like it was. You could very easily see he was turning where she would so have been. So she was crossing the street, and he turned and hit her. He turned and hit her. Fuck. Yep. So I think I don't Why know. Why did he tell you to look? I have no idea. So li- I was like, "What?" I look over, and there's literally just a woman who I, if she wasn't dead, she, oh baby, oh, wow. oh wow, it was. Well, I mean, if she was moving, yeah. yeah, she was not. Oh God! It, so, so you dead? saw an actual. So dead I body. think I saw yeah. a dead body. Oh I saw, well, I got to say, let go of me. <laughs> so that was fun. I also went out of town this weekend, very briefly, very briefly. I went to Asbury Park, New Jersey. Fancy. And I don't really. I mean, nothing really happened. There weren't any good stories, but I just. Of course there weren't. You were in Asbury well, Park. <laughs> what, <laughs> I this about, in Asbury. <laughs> what I tweeted about Asbury and just New Jersey in general is that I think my favorite part about New Jersey is that it's always 
exactly what you think it's going to be. That should be their slogan. Mm -hmm. New Jersey, as advertised. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, just the people on the train, Asbury Park itself, getting back on the late night train to go back. I mean, just the worst people alive. Let me ask you two fools this. (gasps) Okay. Did either of you see Saturday Night Live? I, I did not. Have I not did not it. either. I saw good chunks of it. Can we talk about it even though none, none of us have seen it? Perhaps. I could do pretty well. Okay. Because in the bad news section, obviously we're going to get to the Brett Kavanaugh mm-hmm. uh, I mean, I don't feel like I need to have seen Saturday Night Live to know that seeing just the headline that Kanye was wearing a MAGA uh, hat is bad. Mm-hmm. And I that mean, it was probably some sort of bizarre performance art that nobody liked or gets or understands (laughs) and also Kanye doesn't understand it either what's worse Uh, yay Uh, yay yay okay so that's yay Yay. or y-e yeah if you if you haven't heard Kanye now goes by capital y-e there was some debate among us if that was ye or yay believe it's yay because in songs he's like yay Yay. yeah because it's like it's like the (laughs) end of Kanye Oh, that's oh. true too. Yeah, I don't know. I think I think you're right. I or think he's it's like, it's yeah. Is it yeah? <laughs> Is it yeah? Oh, right. It's the yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's how he wants us to pronounce. He's a uh, Norwegian now. Right. <laughs> so what's worse, Kanye being? I'm sorry. Yay on SNL in his dumb MAGA hat, or when he wore the MAGA hat with the Colin Kaepernick hoodie? Oh my god. I mean. They're both bad. They're both real bad. Uh, apparently, both he made bad. some sort of bizarre speech on SNL yeah. afterwards. So this right? is what I gathered. I couldn't find the clip anywhere. Apparently, he did two musical performances, and his third was—I don't know if it was supposed to be a speech or not—but it was a speech. Okay, that's weird. Mm-hmm. But then when I started to see who was in the audience when it was happening, mm-hmm. so you told me Chris Rock. Uh, Chris Rock, because I saw the clips. I saw of it. He literally. He recorded it from the audience, and at one point, you just hear Chris Rock go, my God. <laughs> <laughs> so that's weird that Chris Rock was there yep. filming it. Yep, yep. Here's a weirder one for you. Timothy Chalamet was also there. Jesus. And just hold on. I got to find his Instagram because I follow him and Army Hammer on Instagram because I'm uh, a real cool girl. <laughs> <laughs> and hold on, let me find where you at. Where you at? Where, where you at? There you? he is. So, oh wait, damn it! I hate how if you've watched a story, oh yeah, you have it to goes click. To the end. Yeah, yeah. So I forget what it was, but you guys talk amongst yourselves. I, okay. Can you imagine? Like, first off, Kanye's performance would be just weird and bizarre enough mm-hmm. to just you know give Lauren Michaels an ulcer. But yeah. Kanye was a last-minute replacement because Ariana Grande dropped out, mm-hmm. uh, like, very last minute. Like, I think earlier this week or, or oh, wow. like, she dropped out very recently. And, got, and he was like, no problem. Kanye West stepped up to save the day. And then right? he goes on his fucking weird awesome. rant and is wearing I mean, his magazine. you hat. have to be braced for that, though, right? When you <laughs> book Kanye, like, there's probably going to be a weird rant. Yeah. I guess. Of some kind. Oh, uh, man. For the clips I saw last night, too, apparently, like, they were making a lot of jokes for Pete Davidson, like, about his summer. And I was like, well, oh, of right. course. Here we yeah, go. Here we yeah. go. Everybody's wondering about mm-hmm. it, too. Um, so I can't find it. But basically, it, it was like, oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> but like, just a weird group of people yeah. and a very weird thing happening. How do you guys feel about, again, I have not seen it, but I do happen to know just from seeing, from, from seeing like news stories and, and stuff that the cold open was a Kavanaugh sketch. It was. It was Matt Damon. Yeah. So I, how do you guys feel? I mean, regard, I mean uh, sketch good or bad. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about them doing a sketch about something like the Kavanaugh hearing? Uh, well, the thing, I, like, I have to watch it still, obviously, yeah. before I have an opinion. But sure. the thing I saw people saying was it almost wasn't like enough of a parody. I was, yeah. It was just yeah. sort of like what happened, right? Mm-hmm. And Slightly people were laughing about it because it was Matt Damon being right. Brett yes, that's exactly. Right. I saw most of it, and that's exactly what it was. I feel like they've been doing that for a while yeah. now. A lot of their topical mm-hmm. sketches are just the thing that happened with like 
some one-liners thrown in there. That's also like SNL gets criticized for that a lot, which is they just have some random celebrity come on Uh and do the thing that happened and people are laughing because it's Matt Damon as Brett Kavanaugh. Yeah, it wasn't inherently funny. It was just funny because his dumb face was doing it. When Tina Fey was doing Sarah Palin, she was Mm -hmm. like doing jokes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like taking stuff that Sarah Palin said and making them into jokes that became like classic lines that everybody remembers. You know, it was like a real parody. Like yeah. finding the funny stuff, exaggerating it, making it, you know, into a caricature and making it into like her, her own character. Right. Mm-hmm. And now it feels like they've been trying to replicate that by not doing much. I will say mm-hmm. having being a person who also has to write topical sketches, it's super hard yeah, right it's, now. Uh, it's <laughs> brutal. <laughs> like hard, when I sat yeah. down and I was like, time to be funny about what's happening now. Like it's it's very, very hard. So I never want to be like, you know. Their job's so easy. Why no. wasn't the open? Why was the cold open not good? Yeah. Uh, and like I said, I have to actually see it. Do you, uh, in general, do you think it's oh, like okay? Because I've seen people saying that, regard even if the sketch was good, the Kavanaugh hearing is not something that they should have done. A sketch about in general. I think you can make anything funny, and mm-hmm. I think humor is really important to critique powerful people yeah so i i never want to be like man it's just off limits but i'm i will say if you're gonna do that it better be so fucking funny because you know this is a really traumatic time and a lot of women are are furious right now as they as we should be and we're allowed to be Mm -hmm. but yeah it better be real good Guys, it's a Monday episode, which <gasps> means I have a very special interview for you. This time, it's with another Eric. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> Spelled E-R-I-C. The normal oh, way. Wow. The Eric way. Wow, what a boring <laughs> dude. <laughs> uh, he is Eric Thurm. You should follow him on Twitter at Eric, T-H-U-R-M. If you are... S- a subscriber of mine over at Patreon. You've already heard Eric because he was on the Riverdale bonus episode Ooh. with Sally Tamerican, oh. which was very, very fun. Eric is a very cool dude. Could talk to him all day about his recommendations. So please enjoy the interview. I have been uh, talking with a bunch of different people about their media diet at the moment. So that can be anything Mm -hmm. you're like watching or reading or listening to right now that's giving you joy. So let's start with watching. What are you watching right now? Let's see. Uh, Probably the thing I'm watching right now that is making me the happiest is the currently airing uh, Lupin the Third series. So if people don't know kind of what Lupin the Third is as a media property, it's like a 50, 60-year-old manga and anime property that basically just is like about a chill thief and his friends, one of whom is like man with gun and one of whom (laughs) is man with sword. Um And a lot of it is really good and fun. Like the first full length movie that Miyazaki directed is like a Lupin movie because he started working on the TV series in the seventies, which is very good. And that movie is on Netflix um, and is super beautiful and like has all of the stuff that you crave in your Miyazaki content. Uh, But this series. Yeah, mm -hmm. go ahead. Go ahead. No, 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 go ahead, because I'm, I'm about to transition into a different thing. Oh, okay. I, I was going to say, like, I feel like anime is, like, a gaping hole in my pop culture knowledge. I've seen, like, very few anime films. Like, if I was going to start somewhere, where would you recommend I start with anime? Oh, man. Period. Uh, Yuri on Ice, probably, just because it's relatively new, is really short, uh, and it's really beautiful, like, even if you don't watch a lot of anime. So that show came out, like, a two years ago, maybe, uh, and is, like, super, super, super popular. It's about this guy, this boy who is, like, an ice skater, uh, and his, like, skating idol just, like, shows up out of nowhere to become his coach. 
Uh, and they also are obviously like extremely gay <laughs> and it's very, it's very beautiful and tender and the skating sequences are really well done. And they really like collaborated a lot with people who do like skating choreography. And they spent a lot of time thinking about how to make the skating sequences sort of like represent what's happening in the characters lives. It's a, one of the shows I've seen recently that does the best like social media based storytelling. Cause a lot of stuff happens because people will like post things on Instagram and then people respond to each other's Instagram posts in a way that actually moves the plot forward. Mm. Um, I and feel it like just is really y- sweet. Yeah. I feel like, uh, Yuri on ice has a presence on Tumblr. Cause I feel like I've seen yes. <laughs> gifts of that film. Yeah. Very, very much so. Uh, and it's like super easy to watch. It's only 12 episodes and they're all like, uh, you know, 20 minutes long. So that's super, super easy to watch. Very cool. Uh, what were you about to segue into? So so this is a little bit more anime, but the thing that I really like about it is I think pretty universal in that this is one of the funniest and I think best uh, TV shows about people dealing with technology that I've seen in a long time. Like, I think that American TV is, like, not very good at this because... Uh, if an American TV show is like about people dealing with technology, it has to be really, really over the top about it. Mm-hmm. In, and I, you know, in a like very Black Mirror way. And I like a lot of Black Mirror, but sometimes you don't want your entertainment about like the streaming service that you're watching something on to be that heavy handed. Mm-hmm. And yeah. sort of the first, the first arc of this series is like him stealing Bitcoin. And then the Bitcoin guy retaliates by turning him into a meme. So essentially, like, because he's a thief, the meme is just that if you see Lupin, you have to take a photo of him and it becomes impossible for him to steal things because these teens just like keep running up to him and taking selfies (laughs) when he tries to trying to steal stuff. And like his his way of responding to that is by getting really into the meme and like posting selfies and being like look i'm i'm in on the joke and so of course it becomes unfunny because he he's like in on the joke and that's like his strategy sure and that kind of storytelling i think is very funny and like doesn't happen that often um you know like it's rare that you would see that in like an american show where people are just like yeah it's hilarious like but also it's like about a real thing that happens and is using uh, memes as like a, a storytelling device, but in a way that isn't super heavy handed, like Ice T on SVU looking at his phone <laughs> and being like, "Oh no, the, he he was looking at uh, looks like looks like this perp is Johnny Johnny put away Papa or like whatever." <laughs> oh Johnny Johnny put away Papa, he never learns. Uh, yeah, yeah. So is there anything else you're watching? I don't want to move past that. Or uh, if, if you don't have any other viewing recommendations, what are you listening to right now? Yeah. So I can give some other, other recommendations for things. I'm let's see, what am I watching? That's stuff that's airing right now or just kind of in general. It could be either Uh, honestly. Yeah. So let's see, what is the best? I mean, We've already talked a lot about Riverdale. I'm very excited for that to come back. So much, yeah. Um, but uh, uh, I kind of... Okay, this is a very specific thing that I watched like a while ago, but I'm still thinking about a lot. Have you seen the Lego Batman movie? <laughs> I have not. I saw the first Lego movie and I, I did like it. So the the Lego Batman movie is like maybe the best Batman movie I've ever seen. Um <laughs> Someone, so I, I had a, a, I did a show that was about superhero stuff, uh, and somebody did a talk at it that was about this movie specifically and about how the Lego Batman movie is the only Batman movie to acknowledge that Batman is like in desperate need of therapy. Yes. Uh, and so the, essentially the premise of the movie is that Batman refuses to acknowledge the Joker as his arch enemy <laughs> and the Joker kind of just keeps being like Batman like what am I to you like why won't you define our relationship and Batman is like I don't need I don't need anybody I don't I don't I don't need a special partner like I don't need I don't need friends um and so the whole movie is this very goofy but very funny and clearly extremely nerdy it gets clearly made by people who know a ton about batman Mm -hmm. this movie about this iteration of batman 
admitting to himself that he needs friends, which is a very like kids movie lesson, but also is something that you don't see that often uh, in, in Batman media. And it also is especially funny because Batman is voiced by Will Arnett and Robin <laughs> is voiced and, and Robin is voiced by Michael Sarah. Oh my so God. Like <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Also Batman totally needs therapy. That's just like a good point. Yeah, like, he totally does need therapy, and this movie is very much like, yeah, dude, like, you really gotta talk about your issues with somebody, because, like, <laughs> it's insane, and he keeps, he keeps, like, not getting invited to parties by all the other superheroes, and, like, he keeps making Robin do all this, like, really dangerous shit, and everybody else <laughs> around him is just like, dude, don't, don't be like that, like, come on, like, why, why you gotta do that, and it really, it really is more like emotionally honest, I think about what a world with a Batman would look like than like the Nolan movies, for example, because the Nolan movies are just like, yes, of course, like I am the Batman and I must continue to be the, you know, and like this movie is just like, dude, what are you like? Why are you doing this? Like, can you, can you not like, yeah, what's, what's up? Oh, I, well, I Um, obviously have to watch that. That sounds amazing. Um, what are you listening to right now? And that can be like music or podcasts or anything like that. Yeah, so I think the podcast that I've been most enjoying recently is Switchblade Sisters. Ooh. Um, I don't know if you've listened to that. So it's on it's on Max Fun. It's like this podcast that's hosted by April Wolf, who until recently was the LA Weekly's film critic until whatever like alt right people bought the LA Weekly. Mm. Um, but basically every episode is just her talking with a director or a producer or somebody about one of their favorite genre movies. Uh, and they, I, I have a hard time listening to audio interviews sometimes, but because she's a really good interviewer and does a really fantastic job of kind of steering people between whatever the movie is that they're talking about. And which is very much in the tone of like, this is a podcast where we just talk about our favorite movies mm-hmm. and actually interviewing people about their work. And it's a really good blend of those things. Mm-hmm. So There's like a great episode with Anna Biller there's a great episode with Karen Kusama where they talk about the extremely underrated Jennifer's body, um, which I, I listened to that interview and then just spent like a lot of time thinking about how if Jennifer's body had been released today, it would have been put out by A24 and like been nominated for multiple Oscars. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like Ma- Megan Fox really did that. Uh, so th- I really like that podcast a lot. Um, I... Let's see. I mean, this is sort of a, a cop-out answer for me because I kind of am just like perpetually in a state of re-listening to a lot of my brother, my brother and me. Um, <laughs> okay. But I, I find it very soothing uh, when I'm like stressed. Yeah. Um, and I, I really appreciate that like effect. And then straight up musically, I think probably the thing I've been listening to the most this summer is both a combination of like extreme yacht slash soft rock. So I've gotten really deep into the like Hall and Oates back catalog. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. Which is very, very good. Cause I kind of have been, tr- I tried to spend my summer essentially living like I was in an episode of Miami Vice. <laughs> good for uh, you. <laughs> it was, it worked well. I had like a whole care. I had like a whole bit, like it worked really well. Um, um, and, Go. Mm-hmm. Yep, go ahead. No, and then just, you know, I mean, that, like, Boss Gags, um, which, like, wow, I found <laughs> a, a vinyl copy of Silk Degrees, and it, like, really changed my life of wow. just, like, having the ability to, like, put on in the speakers um, in my house, just, like, put on low down and Lido Shuffle, like, at any given moment. Uh, I uh, have... Really I have an LP player, and I keep telling myself I'm going to buy records, and I just never do. I don't that often. One of my roommates has a lot of records, including like multiple Fleetwood Mac records, which kind of like sustains me most of the time. Mm. But I was just in this like really weird small record store in Vermont. And I saw this Boss Gags record for like $2. Like, hell yeah. That's the best. You can't like, I, I couldn't justify spending that much money on records, but just going to like spending like an hour or two, an hour and a half in like a giant used record place. And you're oh, just like, wow. Like, yeah. It's, like it's that's really amazing. Nice yeah. Like that. I love being in like old record stores. I'm like looking around. Um, I got to do that. I live in fucking New York city. All right. That's my goal for the week. Uh, and then finally, is there anything that you're reading right now? And that can also be like online stuff. 
Yeah, so I have been reading kind of back in a phase of alternating between um, a lot of like very intense academic stuff and then like 70s pulp, like sci-fi pulp. So I recently reread the fourth Dune book, which is by far the weirdest of the Dune books. How do you um, feel? Sorry, not to immediately steer no, away no, no, from no, no, like no, no, no. books. How do you feel about Timothy Chalamet being cast in Dune? A um, remake. I'm like cautiously optimistic about it. I mean, okay. I kind of don't know how I would feel about like an actually good <laughs> Dune movie. Sure. Like, I feel like part of the the appeal of that franchise is that it is so. And my friend Sean Collins wrote a really great essay about this. That like part of what's so appealing about Dune is that it's so many things like stacked on top of each other. Mm. So like, if even if you just read the first book. You can read it as like a very standard science fiction, like this is a great man and he becomes like a great leader and does all this cool shit. And there's like that version of it, but there's also a version of it that's like about oil and about like resource management, about climate change, about Islam and like religious fanaticism, about, you know, just like all these different like insane allegorical things that somehow are stacked on top of each other in this very tenuous but really beautiful Jenga tower um and no filmed adaptation i think would really be able to do justice to all of those things because you can kind of like get at some of the wackadoo elements which is obviously what the lynch version does where you're like oh hell yeah this is the part with like the creepy space fetus and it's like of course like that happens in this too but that version loses a lot of other context because it's just like there are two or three things in it that he really wanted to focus on um so I kind of hope that this version is like also a disaster in some ways. <laughs> I was going to say it's there's, a disaster. There's no guarantee this will be a good movie. So maybe you'll get another yeah. bad film out of it. Yeah. That it, that focuses on that focuses on different aspects of it. And also I really want John Cena to play Duncan Idaho. Oh, uh, um, yeah. That would be so happy. I feel like Duncan Idaho really needs like that face energy. And I would <laughs> love for, like some wrestler i mean maybe not john cena but like a different wrestler to feel like this is my jump up to big you know making big cinema moves right. like get daniel bryan on like uh in in the atreides cloak right um but but that and kind of like i've also been rereading a lot of stuff by stanley cavell um who is a philosopher who died recently and whose work kind of like has meant a lot to me over the course of the last few years um, so I reread a lot of that and he kind of like in a lot of ways, single handedly invented philosophy of film. Um, and even though all of his best writing about film is about stuff from like the thirties and forties, it still is well written enough that even if you haven't seen the movies, it feels really immediate. Um, probably like his most well-known book in that respect is called pursuits of happiness. And it's about, these seven uh, Hollywood studio comedies that he calls comedies of remarriage, where he basically just goes in and tries to plumb like what all these movies have in common. Like, what are they saying about the time in which they're made? What kind of worldview and what kind of like, what, what are these movies doing as philosophy? And I kind of like was rereading that when I watched set it up, mm -hmm. um, which was another thing that I, I watched and enjoyed recently. And kind of, I spent a lot of time thinking about, uh, kind of romantic comedy genres and like what the romantic comedy is like as like a shared language that a lot of people have yeah and how it's having this renaissance now with crazy rich asians yeah crazy rich asians i mean even but even like crazy rich asians to me feels like i mean so i i, was, I have not seen it but the fact that it's so successful and that everybody likes it like, obviously, it's a good and successful romantic comedy. Mm. I'm kind of interested in Netflix reviving the genre of oh, just, like, yeah. things that are kind of good, but that also feel like maybe they were promos from, like, a fake show, and that you're like, oh, of course, like, this is the movie where the assistants conspire to set up their bosses, and Tay Diggs is in it, and Lucy Liu is in it, and it's like, literally, that sounds like it was created by an algorithm, because, like, it kind of was, um, and there's something I find kind of beautiful about that, 
that like it feels like the equivalent of in the 90s like watching rom-coms and just being like what like what studio like entity because there's no way one person was like we have to do this it was like eight or ten different people (laughs) who somehow all workshopped this like bizarre Catherine Heigl movie into existence (laughs) right uh and I love that thanks again to Eric do follow him on Twitter at Eric E-R-I-C Therm T-H-U-R-M why not tweet him and, and tell him you enjoyed his interview? That'd probably make his day. That'd be very nice. And remember, hashtag light treason pod. Guys, it's that time of the episode. Let's all hold hands and cry. Here's your bad news. Hold on. Wow, Chloe, I have to say, you haven't been on the show in a while, and I yeah. forgot uh, the Chloe-isms <laughs> that are segues yep. for the bad news. Hold on. Wow. <laughs> Genuinely scared me. So sorry. So No, it's okay. Little flavor. Ooh. So obviously I wanted to talk about uh, emotional um, tornado Brett Kavanaugh. <laughs> Emotional tornado. <laughs> and his uh, testimony. Not testimony because it's not a trial, but his uh, his little screaming speech. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you want to talk about his his, uh, <gasps> his big old fit? Mm-hmm. His, his big old fit. His that man he... sobbing. Mm-hmm. So I just have to say up top, remember when the committee grilled Hillary Clinton for like eight hours mm-hmm. and she looked bored at the worst Uh can you fucking imagine if she had carried on like that and not even at like truly in the very like from the (laughs) get-go screaming screaming emotion like at an 11 which i think actually is from the snl sketch uh i think that's the opening line where (laughs) there's like Hello, gentlemen. I'd like to start at, a, at an 11 <laughs> and go up to a 15. Yeah. Uh, but that is truly what happened. Yeah. And it wasn't just him. It was the other like white dudes on the committee also getting very emotional. Mm-hmm. I was like, what is this bro fest? This oh is my so God. fucking weird. Like, as soon as Lindsey Graham opened his mouth, Lindsay it was... Graham oh, my God. Looked Graham. like go a ahead. character from like To Kill a Mockingbird. <laughs> uh-huh. Just Lindsay like, Graham at one point was like, I'm sorry that I'm a white man, <laughs> but I'm going to talk. And I was like, who, who are you yeah, talking who, to right now? <laughs> who was saying that Lindsey Graham couldn't talk? No. <laughs> uh, so the update to the story is that the FBI is looking into the allegations mm-hmm. against Brett Kavanaugh, but the, the scope of the investigation is extremely narrow. It's going to be a real quick investigation, well, everyone. Mm-hmm. You know what's so interesting is that the story came out about that they were, you know, they limited the scope of the investigation. They're not allowed to, like, in bizarre ways, like, they're not allowed to check the safe way where Mark Judge supposedly worked to corroborate that he actually worked there. So I'm like, what is up at that safe way? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, <laughs> like, why would that be a big issue? Yeah. But somebody pointed out on Twitter that after the story came out, Donald Trump tweeted, that there are no limitations on the FBI investigation. Right. And somebody was like, that's an actual presidential directive Yeah, if he tweets it. So uh. the FBI can do whatever they want. So like now there's like a bunch of questions as to what they're actually going to investigate because the president tweeted Just that. Just said that there's no limits yeah, the on it. Yeah, president was like, no, they can investigate oh whatever God. they want. It's like, what? In a tweet. I don't think that's going to stick. I think no. it's going to be like a farce of an investigation. Yeah, it's, mm-hmm. no. They just, they're, they're trying to save face where they're, so they can say, oh yeah. no, we looked into it. And any, at best, like Mike Judge is, he's not going to turn on his bro. Yeah. Like, so they're not even. Mark Judge? Mike, uh, Mark Judge. Mike, Mike, Mark. Mike judges. Mike judges the Beavis and Butthead guy. Uh, <laughs> the like, didn't he do? What? Didn't he work on Beavis and Butthead? Oh, and uh, King of the Hill. Well, he created King of the Hill. I think yeah. he worked on Beavis and Butthead too. Yeah, I thought you said something about cycling, and I was oh. like, <laughs> "What's happening?" Mm-hmm. Uh, Lam- yes, Lam- apologies Lam- to Mike Judge. <laughs> Mark so Judge. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, he's not going to turn on his dude. No, like we're not. Uh, no, but if there was like any justice in the world. Mark Judge would have been grilled like uh, Blasey Ford was, mm-hmm. even though she did nothing wrong and she's the victim in mm-hmm. all of this. She had to sit there for a very long time and relive one of the worst moments of her life mm-hmm. and have a bunch of dudes be like, 
but you're scared of flying. So mm. how'd you get here? Uh-huh. She's like, I got on the plane. And they were like, uh-huh. Very interesting. Oh. Looks like you lied about everything. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> God. So also, guys, I wanted to recommend an article over at GQ that I'll link to at our Lipson page. We are Light Trees and News. Lipson.com uh, by Marion Bull that gives advice about how to talk to the women in your life right now. And obviously this is directed at men. <laughs> um, and it, But I actually I think it's a really handy guide uh, for how to actually be an ally. And a big part of it uh, is to be less performative in your allyship and she gives like practical ways that you can support the women in your life uh, without also like making them do the work for you. <laughs> you know, like asking them a lot of questions when we're already super stressed right now and we don't want to be doing things for you. Um, but I actually, I thought it was really good and I posted it on Facebook and I had um, a few guys write me and say like, thank you, that was actually very helpful. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I highly recommend it. And... Let me know if you guys enjoyed it, if you found it helpful. Hashtag light treason pot. <laughs> guys, this is a short one because the interview is a little long. But it's that time of the episode. Let's all jump up and down. Here's your good news. Ah, uh, let's do the good stuff. <laughs> First good news item, I wanted to shout out the American Bar Association. Mm-hmm. Woo! Woo! Sexy. Because <laughs> uh, they requested the Senate suspend Brett Kavanaugh's vote until this FBI investigation is completed. Also, the American Bar Association has been reporting Brett Kavanaugh for a while. Yeah. You know and the Republicans ignored them. Wh- what's mm-hmm. so funny is that during the hearing, like two of the big, like not character witnesses, but two of the things that were brought up about his character was that he was like in good standing with the Bar Association <laughs> and with the Jesuits, which is like the religion he belongs mm-hmm. to. And then the Bar Association came, Bar Association Association came out and said like, we need to hold the the, the vote until the FBI mm-hmm. investigation. And then. A, a magazine that's run by the Jesuits came out and were like, "We need to hold, the, <laughs> we need to hold the vote until the FBI." Like they both just turned on him. Instantly. They all just Mariah carried him. Mm-hmm, like, yeah. we don't know her. Okay, <laughs> yeah. okay? Uh, please don't drag our names through the mud. So, also in the good news section, let's all laugh at Elon Musk. I think Woo. this might be <laughs> the most expensive tweet in all of history. Oh boy! So, if you don't know, uh. Elon Musk was in trouble uh, over his um, aborted bid to take Tesla private, which he sort of, I mean, he didn't sort of, he just tweeted where he, Mm -hmm. and it seemed like an idle threat because, I don't know, he was being, I don't know, thrown a fit. Well, the yeah, so, well, yeah, he was... uh, like throwing a big old, you know, uh, wonder wonderkin tantrum. Yes, sure. Um, but the thing with this tweet was that uh, he wrote uh, thinking about taking Tesla private at four hundred and twenty dollars a share or something. Uh, funding secured was the last line mm-hmm. of his tweet, which means, hey, I have a bunch of capital secured to take pri- uh, take Tesla private. Right. Uh, which, if you don't, is called. Fraud. Yes. Um. And the SEC gets involved and they're like, hello, Mr. Musk. Uh-huh. We have to investigate your fraud. Yeah. Um, so he yesterday, a couple days ago for you guys, settled the charges with the SEC and or I guess should say they settled with him. He will remain CEO, but he relinquishes his chairman role. And he also is going to have to pay. Um, a, a very stiff fine. Twenty mil. Twenty million dollars. Twenty mil for Oops. a tweet. That's fraud. Oh <laughs> That's the thing about like, I'm not saying we have a fair justice system by any stretch of the imagination, but if the SEC can prove you've committed fraud, they can financially ruin you. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, and obviously, this won't ruin Elon Musk. Like no. twenty million dollars for Elon He's Musk like, is. Ah. It's, it's a ch- decent chunk of change. Yeah, I mean, it's not. I don't think anybody's happy to part with twenty million dollars. <laughs> sure, that's fine. <laughs> Uh, but, you know, he'll be fine. Uh, I just think that it's hilarious yeah. that it all happened because of a tweet. Yeah. I'm interested to see what happens now with the new structure of Tesla mm-hmm. um, to see if somebody will talk some fucking sense into Elon Musk. Did he and Grimes break up? I don't know. Has anybody heard from Grimes it's recently? Right. It's okay. <laughs> okay. Somebody tweet Grimes now. I don't know. Who was the the singer who was like saying she was trapped in their apartment or oh. their apartment? Yeah, they live in an apartment. Uh, <laughs> their home like was waiting to collaborate with Grimes. What? Oh my god, this is gonna drive me. Oh, crazy. I oh did not god. hear about what? this. Oh my god, hold on, you guys talk oh. amongst yourselves. Um, I finally started the office this week. Wait, wait, it was Azealia Banks. Oh my god. Oh god. So shocking. Oh my god, this is such a weird story. She posted a bunch of like private shit about Elon Musk and Grimes on her Instagram story after Grimes ghosted on a planned recording session with Azelia on the Tesla uh, on Elon Musk's property. But the way she did it was she basically accused them of like holding her hostage while she was waiting. So she like she put out into the ether all of this weird shit where she was like, I'm in Elon Musk's home right now and I'm being held and like they won't tell me when Grimes is going to get here. And everyone was like, what the fuck's happening? Yeah. So she had to apologize. To oh, them. God. Guys, we don't live in the same world as rich people. No, I don't know what's going on fully. <laughs> oh, God, I want to be rich so bad. I just want to live that life and be like, who's in my home? <laughs> I lost track. Oh, Azalea Banks was in the oh. living room the whole time. Did you not know? <laughs> Did you guys tell me? Screaming for us? I can't <laughs> hear you because my home's so big. <laughs> Get in here. Get in. Get to this wing. Yeah. Oh, you went to uh, the recording studio in the West oh. Wing. Oh. oh, you silly ghost. We're in the no. East Wing in Will that you... recording studio. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I understand the confusion. Yeah. Yeah. Did you go? Th- oh, you went through the back wing. Right. The back. Did you enjoy the 15 course meal they brought you in the meantime? <laughs> good, you good. didn't. Oh. oh. Here's a stack of gold. <laughs> enjoy. Let's see Elon Musk. That's... Also, Chloe, you just started the office? Yeah. Did you, what? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm six episodes in, which is farther than I've ever never made it. Seen the I've never seen. I've watched episode one probably twenty times, and I've never gotten past it. Sorry. I don't even know how to respond. <laughs> yeah, I, to I know. How? I was like, I was sitting there last night, and I was like, "What can I watch?" And I was like, "There's a lot I should watch that I haven't." And I was like, "The Office." Oh, I, that's your jam. I You're know, gonna love I it. I do. Yeah. Have you seen Parks and Rec? Oh, of course. Yeah. Okay. That's why I was like, I gotta see. The preamble to I can't Brooklyn Nine Nine. No, I haven't, but I know I would love. You'll love that too. Yeah, I can't count how many times I like in a sketch or improv class somebody has referenced The Office as like when they're like the character is something like this and like just think about this you know this character from The Office. It's yeah. like a perfect archetype of the thing I'm talking about. It, I that's the whole reason I started listening to the Harry Potter books because like mm-hmm. the five hundredth scene I was in where someone dropped a Harry Potter reference, I was like. Oh, Right, that's it. <laughs> I gotta know what the fuck's going on in these yeah. books. I don't understand yeah. any of these references. I need to for my job. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah. Yeah, I hate. <laughs> it's honestly, I think fantasy stuff like Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings is the hardest thing when if you're in an improv scene and somebody's like, if you don't know it, just fake it. Like, how? Oh, I got actually, my wand. Yeah, <laughs> basically, like I, I, I never knew because there's specific vocabulary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, if people come out and they start listing like Hogwarts houses, uh-huh. I can't just make up a name <laughs> yeah. Yeah. if it's not the right one. The whole audience is going to turn on me. <laughs> <laughs> that's all they're going to be able to think about. Like, oh, she didn't know to fucking say Slytherin. Yeah. Or <laughs> even worse, they're like, oh, she was trying to be funny and did another one. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> You're not creative and those books are classic. <laughs> yeah, and they would be right to be mad at me because I'm enjoying the books a lot. Mm-hmm. Also in good news, everyone... There is a referendum on the Florida ballot that could restore voting rights to 1.5 million people. Wow. Uh, In November, if you live in Florida, uh, make sure you know that this is on the ballot because this is a huge deal. 
This would also help Democrats win elections <laughs> because it is bananas that in the United States, if you are convicted of a felony, you lose the right to vote. That is just one of the most absurd mm-hmm. legal rules. I, I For the longest time, I've just been perplexed by yeah. it. And I mean, let's not kid ourselves. A huge part of the reason that was done is because a majority of people convicted of felonies in the United States are black people. Yeah, Mm -hmm. of course. And black people traditionally vote Democrat um, more consistently than any other demographic in the United States. Yeah. So it it was targeted, targeted racism. Yeah. Even uh, that was one of the first issues, even when I was in like middle school and not political, when somebody told me that I was like, wait, but why? Yeah. Like the punishment is you went to jail. Yeah. The punishment isn't that you're no longer a citizen. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Like you, the whole point of jail is like you, this is your punishment. You served your time. You're out. You're done. Yeah. That's Mm -hmm. the end of the punishment. Yeah. (laughs) Well, and I'm glad that it seems like more and more people are coming around on that issue, but let's not forget that the Democrats played into that for a long time with the whole super predators yeah. bullshit, where people who were convicted of felonies were really, really villainized, even if it was like for a minor drug offense, but it happened to be their third offense, so they went away for like 20 years. Yeah. A lot of Democrats played into that shit where they're like, well, if you commit a crime, you should have your, your right to vote because you shouldn't have broken the law. Mm. You're a bad person. So, all right then. There's also a big push now. Um, I think it's called Remove the Box uh-huh. um, to get employers to take um, the the section of job applications that ask if you've ever been convicted yes. of a felony. Mm-hmm. Re- just remove it completely and not be able to use it in their hiring process. Yeah, for sure. You should not yeah. be... You should not have like a a strike against you for the rest of your life after you served your sentence. You, yeah, yeah, you've already been punished. Yeah, period. Right. But there's a bunch of shit like that that I don't think a lot of people know about where you can not qualify for public housing. You yeah. can lose uh, food stamps if you're convicted of a crime. Uh, and a lot of people are being punished for these draconian drug laws, which right. are extra fucked up when you consider like if other industries have left your city and there's no other job for you to get and you start slinging drugs and then you get picked up for it by the police, how that like sets in motion these, this domino effect where suddenly like you lose everything. Yeah. And it's all, and it's like, you know, obviously they're all racist policies, but you know, I think some people believe like, the whole point is because, like, once you've been convicted of a felony, you know, employers don't want to hire you because they can't trust you or something like that. But it's like you're never once you're in prison, it's like you're never able to get back on your feet because even if, you know, even if you are rehabilitated and you, and you come back out and you want to start a new life, like you never get the opportunity. Right. Like you've been your whole life is in shambles because you've been in prison for so long. So you have no money, you have no savings, you have no house, you have to start over from scratch. And now they won't even let you work right. <laughs> to get a job to like build back up. It's just guaranteeing that you will have to reoffend. Exactly. And but also here's the thing. I'm not claiming that prisons were ever meant to rehabilitate people because clearly they were not. And you can draw a direct line from slavery to prisons. Yeah. But if we're claiming that that is the goal, then you have to allow people to start over once they finish their sentence. Now, if we're conceding that prisons are not for rehabilitation and they're just where we throw away uh, poor black people and poor people of color, then we have to talk about abolishing prisons. Yeah, I mean, I, I absolutely think we should. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I just think, like, it's so easy to look around the world and see where they have, like, very rehabilita- rehabilitative, yep, um, like, judicial systems mm-hmm. and look at, like, their recidivism rates of crime and see that it works. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, some prisons, like, I'll, I'll put quote-unquotes around prisons, but they actually have like real jobs programs inside. Real jobs Not programs. Like slave labor where mm-hmm. you know they make license plates or fight our wildfires. Right. Yeah. 
okay. during climate change. Like there are places where in prison you could learn an actual skill so that when you're yeah. done, you can go just immediately leave and go get, get a job, a better yeah. paying job. Yeah. You know? And they won't interrogate you there about like if you were a, a felon or not. Yeah. Yeah. So in the little bit of time we have left, mm-hmm. is there anything else you guys wanted to talk about? I wouldn't get any recommendations from you, oh. right? Oh, no. The Office? Oh, yeah. You guys ever <laughs> seen The Office? Have you guys seen, eh? you guys seen the show The Listen, Office? Listen, if I can talk about Harry Potter, Chloe, you can recommend <laughs> The Office. The office. Um, I, oh, God. Well, I God, if you haven't listened to this already, Robin has a new single out. Oh, Honey? Honey. Oh, my God. Okay, here's my little rant about Honey. Great mm-hmm. song. Mm-hmm. But I was at this club in D.C., mm-hmm. and the DJ played it. That is not a club song. No, not but at all. But if you want to watch 40 grown adults waiting for the beat to drop so they keep <laughs> dancing. And it doesn't. It was hilarious. I was just like watching them, and they were like, yeah, it's so good. Is this it? No? Nope. Okay. Oh, it's over. <laughs> it's over. Yeah, that was literally it. It was very funny. That's amazing. Uh, uh, Stacey and I were just laughing very hard the whole time because we had yeah. heard the song, and we're like, yeah. why is he playing No, this? it's not a club song. <laughs> Um, what else? I saw, well, again, this is a bad wreck. Not bad, late. I finally saw Ocean's 8. Actually, I'm just gonna rep Aquafina in any form. Oh, did you see Crazy Rich Asians yet? Yes. Oh, God. She's gonna, so she's on funny. SNL next week, or two weeks from oh, now. Oh, she hosting? Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Gotta watch it. She's oh, so fucking funny. So funny. I was not aware of her. Mm-hmm. I just started seeing like this name Aquafina everywhere. everywhere. And I was like, who is oh, she's in Crazy Rich Asians. But then people were like, You never saw her like YouTube videos? And I was like, No, I had no she, idea she was a comedian. She's so funny. From oh. New York. I really yeah. I really I, blew it on that I one. Stan it. I don't think that's the right word. Is yeah, that you what stand. you'd say? Hell yeah, I stand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Eric, I'm going to get your recommendations on tomorrow's episode. Yeah. Because, guys, Chloe has to leave because she is huh. very busy. She's so, so busy. in demand. I have to go right and I'm meeting up to get to watch a presentation and then get a tattoo. Oh, uh, are you going to that thing? Oh, Later you're going tonight. To that show. Is it going to be a good tattoo? No, probably not. Do you know what you're getting? I think. So I saw the flash sheet already. I think it that I'm going to get it's a little skull who's on a book and then he has a little graduation cap on <laughs> and a little pipe <laughs> and so it felt stupid. right but it felt right what, like where did you come up with that uh it was on the flash sheet they're like, doing like pre-made oh, tattoos pre-made, so yeah like that was one of the options and i was like that that's feels really funny me, like me that's so funny <laughs> people right, keep wait, guys always... where should i get it though sorry to interrupt you no, i just don't no, know no. where to go for what? like where on my body oh, where on your body yeah Mm, somewhere that's not going to be visible yeah. all the time. <laughs> and get it in a teardrop. <laughs> um, people always, uh, I w- whenever there's like a Friday the Thirteenth and like like tattoo parlors start doing those like flash sales for like Friday the Thirteenth tattoos, people are always like, "Let's go get tattoos." Like, no, that yes. sounds terrible. I I just get nervous about the quality. Yeah, yeah, but I I don't know. I mean, all these people at this. Things seem very legit. Yeah, and they capped the guest list at twenty people max. Oh, that's so I'm like, good. oh, they're not going to be rushing through tattoos. That's very good. Yeah, so that made me you're feel good. Better. I you're good. good. Knock on wood. Uh, love your socks. Thank you. They have little pugs on them. Yep, and they say it. pugs, not drugs. But that's not even accurate for you. It's just no. say pugs and, and drugs. Pugs and drugs. Eric, any uh, life affirmations you want to throw at everybody? Ooh. Oh yeah, sure. Yeah. I got one. Okay, I've been. Uh, as I mentioned last time I was on the show, just binge watching Hell's Kitchen. Yep. Um, what would Gordon do? Yeah, what would Gordon do? <laughs> uh, but he has a he has a uh, a motto on the show that he always says when he's not screaming. Uh, <laughs> and uh, whenever it gets like towards the end of a season and there's only a couple people left and he's like trying to pick a winner, he always tells them. You have to control the ki- kitchen, or the kitchen will control you. <gasps> That's like life. Uh, I think it is like life. That's good advice. I, I think it's good advice it. for anything. Penny, do you have any advice? I think it would be sleep sixteen hours a day. Mm-hmm. She, she just farted. <laughs> 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 I was like, she looks very <laughs> relaxed. Nope, nothing. Nothing. Just farted. Well, that's Penny's (laughs) advice, everyone. Please go 
to lighttreason.news. Smash that donate button to keep us going for as little as $5 a month or a one-time donation. Follow us on Twitter, Light Treason Pod, Instagram, Facebook. Go like us over there. Never miss another post again. Not oh, the other one. day, someone on Instagram was like, I don't see your posts on Instagram. Because you have to like them. If you like them more, then they show up because of the algorithm. The algorithm. Little FYI. Go to patreon.com slash Kilkenny. Sign up at the $5 a month level or higher and get access to all the bonus episodes over there. Guys, thank you so much for listening. Follow Eric and Chloe mm-hmm. on Twitter. And while you're at it, get out there and cause a little trouble. <laughs>